Hello and welcome to None of Us Is Yet A Robot, the podcast. I'm Emma Franklin and I will be your host as we amble around the fringes of various topics. I'm a transgender woman and one of the things that I found hard to find are trans women talking, just chatting, and that's what this podcast series is going to be about. I don't intend to set questions or rules, there'll be a loosely nominated topic as you'll see, but really we'll go from there and see how we end up. There's no pressure for it to be a chat about big topics, but see how well we do at avoiding that. All of five seconds, I think. My inaugural guest was the incredible Maeve Devine, a Brighton-based writer, musician, and activist. We had a pretty wide-ranging conversation, from expressing love for our drummer brothers to discussing switches in the brain, cyborg sex attachments, and watch out for the exciting moment where I entirely fail to do online research whilst on air. Uh, And we say fuck a lot, because, you know, it's punk, innit? So if that's how you like your podcasting, buckle up, and here we go. Here is episode one of None of Us Is Yet A Robot. Okay, hello. Hi. Hi. Um, welcome um, to the very first ever None of Us Is Yet A Robot podcast. Uh, recording here at the Marlborough Theatre in Brighton, the lovely Marley. Um, where I'm currently in residence, and with me today for a natter and to shoot the shit is the amazing uh, Maeve Devine. Um, how are you feeling? I feel pretty good. I'm quite interested by the fact that we've made the decision to go for stimulants uh, alongside this conversation. Coffee and chocolate. I was going to say, isn't it? <laughs> don't give no one the wrong idea. Grapes. Grapes, grapes and chocolate. Grapes and chocolate. Yeah, you need a stimulant, don't you? Fueling us. So, um, you know, making people who are highly strung even more so. Um, <laughs> Speak yourself. I'm <laughs> proper laid back. We're going to be talking. Um, so the way that, that this is all going to work out, I think, is um, I want to just have some chats with other trans women um, and with trans people in general and non-binary people around the country and like you know I t- I t- I'm traveling around a fair bit at the moment so the idea just to kind of have conversations but you know to see where that goes it doesn't have to end up being we don't have to get mm-hmm. we don't have to get into the 101 <laughs> shit of it um so there's going to be a nominal um topic for each uh for each episode which we'll get into in a second but before we start um just for the record how do you identify? That's a nice, easy question. Um, I've got a lot of different identities depending on where I am and who I'm with. Should, should I go through a couple of them? Yeah, let's go for all, all of them. And, you know, we can ask again at the end of the programme because yeah. it might... Well, I'm not going to tell you all of them. All right. <laughs> um, I guess, in general... Uh, well, I'm a, I identify as a, uh, a woman... Um, which is something that's kind of fairly new to me because I was identified as a girl for quite a while earlier in my transition because I kind of didn't feel like I was entitled or whatever to identify as a woman. I felt like that was kind of, you know, something that I had to earn. Maybe that's a different thing to discuss at a different time. Um, I identify as a transgender woman and that's quite important to me because that's... um, 
quite a significant part of my identity, like the like the history and you know where I've been and where I'm at. I, I like that. I know some people don't identify like that, but I I find a lot of um, I was gonna say strength, but that's not the right word. I like mm. I like the sisterhood though, don't I? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, those are the main two, and I'm 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 queer as well. I identify as queer, and I guess like. Mostly dyke, <laughs> <laughs> which is quite nice as well because that's took a while to get to. It's not really that many identities, is it? I think I was just I've had loads of identities, but it's took mm-hmm. me a little while to sort of chill out and like. I think recently I've just kind of really claimed a couple of things and just gone. Actually, I think I might stop. Mm-hmm. That'll do for now. It's a good combo. It's, it's good not combo. bad, is it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. I take strength as well from that um, that sisterhood, increasingly, which is amazing. Because mm. for so long, to feel that it was some as that association was a thing that scared the hell out of me, and now it's like, oh, this is no, this is good. This does provide strength, and yeah. nice to know people have got your back out there. Oh, I've just stuck a, a grape in my gob, and I'm going to ask you a question. It's going well. Hmm? Why was it? Why did? Why did you find that scary? The association. Mm-hmm. Because of the negative stereotypes out there, so when if when all when if all you know of what trans people are are Channel Four mid nineties documentaries, <laughs> Euro and, trash, uh, Euro trash, <laughs> and Silence of the Lambs, then oh God. you know it was there. There wasn't. I didn't see myself reflected in it for a long time, yeah. and. And it's only really super recently that I have, and even when I began to question um, my uh, my gender, and as someone who identified as a straight guy, mm. realised that there were a bunch of people who did kind of claim that territory, and that you could be a gay woman, gay trans woman, mm. and that's a fucking huge leap to make, right? But even then, the people that I was looking at, the people I was finding online. It was still wasn't an association because there was some bad like misogyny going on there, and a lot of it was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I want to be in your gang. I don't, I don't know whose gang I wanted to be in. And so it's only been much later and like finding cool people online, and then yeah. finding cool people, and then much, much more recently finding cool people in real life, which took <laughs> so fucking long to find. Yeah, tell me about it. And <laughs> um, I was told by a um a. Uh, psychiatrist I was seeing said um, really early on in London and I said look can you point me towards any groups or any like other trans women who might be like me and he came out the following week and said can't find anything you're gonna have to fly that flag for yourself and I remember thinking what the fuck you're <laughs> kidding me I have to like I have to fly the <laughs> flag just... myself what does that even mean I think <laughs> you know thinking... just, you're in <laughs> But, um, like the only trans woman in, yeah. in London. So that's, I guess that's what I mean. It's been pretty, um, pretty scary. How about, I mean, how about yourself? It's weird, isn't it? Like what you're saying about like, about being part of the gang. Yeah. And it's like my whole life I've never been part of the gang. It's like, you know, like when you're a little, when you're a little trans girl, like in school, you just get shunned by every fucker and like, you don't even know why. Mm. Because they can smell it on you or whatever or something like that's weird. That's a weird child. Never talk to them. And then I I just got this really like like reactionary sort of like 
I don't, I'm fine. I don't want to be part of your fucking gang. Mm. Any, anything. I don't want to be part of anything. Mm. I, I hate authority. And, um, you know, I feel kind of proud of that, though. <laughs> I think that's kind of set me in good stead for a little while. Because you end up just being like, I don't know, I just had my fists up for such a long time. I was mm. just like, you know, I don't take shit off anyone. I don't want to be part of anything. And then you end up getting a bit lonely and just being like, just becomes this kind of romanticised sort of thing. I was talking about this last night with somebody actually online, another girl, and we were saying, saying like, you just end up really romanticising this identity and just being like, I'm so lonely, nobody understands me. Like, <laughs> one of these days I'll be remembered as a creative genius. And then, and then I was like, I haven't created anything. When, I, when I'm dead, they'll remember me as a great writer. Oh no, I haven't written a single fucking word. Like, and then just, that's really bleak, isn't it? But like you said, like re- really recently, like I've, I mean, I've, you know, I've just, I've just said, I've gone to great lengths to explain that I've just not wanted to be part of a gang. But I've spent a long time, really, with just like one eye out, mm-hmm. looking around, going, where do I fit? Is there anywhere? Is there anywhere? But I think like, oh, hello. <laughs> it's um, what was that? What was I trying to say? When when you when you get to that point when you kind of. Well, for me, when I was I was like romanticizing being like lonely, you kind of get to this kind of. There's nothing to lose really, mm. if you're getting that, that sort of, um, you know, a sort of a nice feeling out of that. Then you're just like, well, if somebody does turn up, that'll be nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of waffling a little here, but yeah, re- quite recently, I mean, just meeting people like yourself and obviously the top side tour and seeing mm-hmm. that that was pretty important. And um, you know, getting in touch with a few more people online and stuff, and it and like shows and gigs and things, and just just being like, oh yeah, there's like there's quite a few of us out there, and we're all pretty rare. Yeah. You know, it's nice. It's really nice. Well, there is a kind of there's a shared there's an a sort of an immediate something, even if there isn't that much similarity beyond that. And yeah. I've met you know a bunch of a bunch of people as well. It's like yeah, this is awesome, but you know beyond the fact that we're both trans girls and there's not a lot else um, going on there but there's you know fundamentally you've yeah. got somewhere to start from yeah um, that yeah Topside that was a big deal wasn't it yeah. these guys so last year when um, Topside Press uh, published a lot of work by trans women a lot of really brilliant writing by trans oh. women as well and they were touring the country and they came here to the Marlborough where we are um, and so I was, that was the first time for me of being physically in a room, like in an actual room as opposed to an online space <laughs> with so many trans women. I found that quite overwhelming in, in a way because there was that sense of everyone was, everyone was so cool and mm. so brilliant and yeah. so to be aspired to. And it was like, yeah. my God, there's like, suddenly there are all these people who I want to hang out with and I am hanging out with and they're saying rad things and are owning their shit and are taking yeah, up space yeah. and they're being um, just fucking fierce and awesome. Um, and it was a little bit overwhelming because also then suddenly it's that sense of like, ah, oh, now I'm back to just being a person in the room. <laughs> I'm not like, you know, I've lost my USP. <laughs> and also like, it's like kind of, I don't know, I felt like I kind of woke up a bit Mm. on that night like I don't you know I don't want to like over 
romant well, I do I do want to over romanticize everything actually so I'm gonna mm-hmm. it was it was a bit and it was really subtle just like there was a little switch that I had in the back of my brain that I didn't realize was there and when when those girls turned up it was like they were like all right Maeve have you noticed you've just got, yeah let me get it I've just got this little switch just there and they, <laughs> they sort of reached in my head and went blink and popped it on and I was like mm. oh shit yeah oh yeah you know it's like not like enlightenment but just I just sort of went Plink, and I just became a little bit more aware and then what's intimidating I think is like once you realize that you've kind of you've got that sort of like power or whatever it's like you know if you don't if you don't sort of own that and mm. and go with that especially if someone you know if you've got really low self-esteem or you're quite mm. used to feeling shite quite a lot of the time if you realize that you could be a bit better you've kind of got a responsibility to sort of to keep going with that I don't know does that make sense I think so I mean it's there's a thing of um I always remember like from lear- learning at university and drama school and stuff about being on stage when you when you get the fear your instincts is to is to step back and to go inside yourself and to yeah. because that's what we sort of do in real life is we, we hide a bit and when you're on stage it's the right it's the counterintuitive instinct because actually if you want to cover up something you must get this when you're on, on stage with the band right when you want yeah. to cover up yeah. you go bigger yeah and you open yourself out and actually that um that stops you falling yeah but it feels scary and i feel i'm you know it's trying to hide in plain sight and i'm aware i'm very visible mm. in the world and that i find that hard to own i find that really hard to own and like you say that kind of that that power on that Whatever it is, that little switch. I don't know. Sometimes it's on and sometimes it's off for me. Yeah, me too. It's like... But it's hard to hide. When I do try and hide, it does make it worse. And the more I open up, the more... Actually, the more invisible you become. Because then you're just like, you know, there goes another confident person. Yeah. Who's yeah, not yeah. asking, who's not saying, look at me. Yeah, it's it's a complicated one, isn't it? I've been thinking about that a lot recently, actually. It's just like, what do you do when you're like six foot tall? Mm. I don't know. Six foot tall, covered in black. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I don't know, I just listen to loud music and don't look at anyone. And then that's, but then I resent that. Like, I'm yeah. like, what? Because I, you know, I'm quite, I'm quite gentle and friendly, really. I wouldn't, you know, I don't want to be like a, like a battleship going down the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going down the street. But I don't know. You just, I don't, it's very different. You don't, you depend on who you are, I guess. I think you've got to, and depending where you are and how you feel and what's safe and where you are, and I mean, it's there's, there is no right answer to this one, is there? Yeah. Um, I find it really interesting being in different parts of the country, yeah. different parts of the world. Yeah, yeah. So you would, I mean, you've just been in a different part of the world because here we are, here we sit in Brighton, <laughs> which is a fucking revelation for me in this building, which is like, my God, there are more, there are more trans people in this building at any one time <laughs> than there are, you know, I don't know, drinks in the bar, I would say. Yeah. But, but it's, um, but that even in Brighton is, it's an oasis. And yeah. It's a, um, it's a kind of illusion. How, how, um, how did you feel in other parts, can I ask, of the country? Um, well, I've just, I mean, I'm from... I'm trying not to like give away any facts because we haven't talked about consent or anything. 
What? I'm trying to like talk around like where you were in case I accidentally say something <laughs> that, I, uh, that I shouldn't because you know no one's going to guess that you're northern from your voice. I know. I was I was just about to say you may or may not have picked up I'm from Merseyside. I don't know, but um, yeah, I was back in Birkenhead um, at the weekend to see my brother and my family. Um, I have quite a complicated relationship. Absolutely, we all do, don't we, with our hometowns? Because mm-hmm. you know without giving away the exact coordinates of my age. Like, the 90s wasn't a very easy t- time to be, like, I don't know, to be, like, gender non-conforming in, mm. like, Birkenhead. I don't probably wasn't anywhere, though, was it, you know? And then I'm, I, I can't decide whether, like, where I'm from is, like, really rough or whether I just had a really shitty time when I was a kid because I was terrified of everyone. And it's, like, do you know what I mean? And, mm. I don't know. I think it's, you know, six of one half, I don't see the other, isn't it? But I go back nowadays, and I don't know whether it's just because so you just reach this, this sort of, like, nervous saturation point where you're out in the in the community and you're just, like, I literally, I, I literally couldn't be any more anxious. It's just I've reached peak anxiousness. Mm-hmm. There's no point. And I, I've got this little trip switch... That just goes blink and just pops off and it's like, well, fuck it then. So, I don't know. I wouldn't say I felt confident, but I used to feel so anxious out and around, out and mm. about in in foreign, so foreign. I mean, like places that I don't normally go to or whatever, like other cities. But I don't so much these days, and I don't know whether that's to do with. Well, it's probably a, a bunch of stuff like you know, like shit like passing and that kind of stuff, and mm. it's like. I really resent that term. Like, really resent that term. I kind of don't give a fuck. But I just, I don't know. I use that as shorthand for sort of, like, being feeling safe-ish. Yeah. I don't know. But I kind of, I don't know. I've sort of forgotten how it feels to feel really safe. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of those twisted, like, you know, I've, I've made it <laughs> as a woman. <laughs> I now no longer feel safe. Yeah. But that shouldn't be, like, a... You know, a badge of honour. I've made it really dark, haven't I? No, but it's, <laughs> well, and I and I and I, I said let let's have a podcast where we don't talk about trans issues, and then we've no, gone just straight in. <laughs> but but fuck it, because it, it is actually really, it's really interesting. So I mean, something that I've been uh, processing is Kate Bornstein, mm. who was here last week talking, yeah. and we both saw her show, and then we both were in her workshop and so a few things that she said um have really like landed actually and kind of settled with me and I remember like one of the things she said was about you know it doesn't get better you just get better at dealing with stuff yeah and that's so true you know I I think fucking hell I'm loads better at being out than I was a year ago and it's like well no shit you've got a year's more experience but I find like I mean stupid stuff like I don't wear my glasses when I'm out and it means I can't see people's faces and that's like hiding like my three-year-old hides where he just puts his hands over his face (laughs) and suddenly (laughs) you can't see him it's you know but it's definitely like things like this that I that I do it's I don't travel anywhere without headphones on because I I literally don't want to hear what anyone's got to say about me like I just I don't give a fuck I don't want to know yeah. So it's just, you know, I just, but that's cool because it's like, you know, I just go to listen to music all the time, but I sort of partially resent it. Like I yeah. said earlier, it's like, mm. 
but whatever. <laughs> I like, um, uh, uh, there's a, a great essay, oh, there's t- no, fuck it, there's tons of stuff out there, but about um, the difference between passing and being read. Mm. Are you I don't fam- familiar with that? No, go on. So it's, what I really like about it, I love about it, is that it puts the emphasis on the other person. So with passing, mm. I'm asking you to pass at something. Yeah. So you, uh, you know, you either pass or you fail yeah. at whatever it is, whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So, but it's all with you. Mm-hmm. Um, where, as opposed to, uh, did I read you as this? Mm. Then it's my problem. Did I read you as female? Mm-hmm. Did I read you as northern? Mm. Like, doesn't matter actually. Did, if I did or not, doesn't affect whether you are or not. And that's a big, um, mm. a big distinction. I don't think I explained that terrifically well. No, it makes sense. There's a good story by S. Bear Bergman um, about that. I'm going to dig out the link and stick it in <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> I'm in the so thing. culturally illiterate. I'm but just like, mm, yeah, yeah, that's cool. He's a, um, he's a writer in uh, Canada where mm-hmm. a lot of trans thinking that I like comes out of, I have to say. They're all fucking Canadian. Um mm. But, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> one thing that has been sort of coming up, switches in the head. Yeah. And maybe that's like a good segue into the theme of today's podcast. You're getting very good at this very quickly. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Because, so, um, <laughs> as I said before, we're going to have a theme for each episode. And in keeping with the title of the podcast... Uh, which is indeed the title of a project that I've been working on for the last couple of years as a sort of repository for the work that I've been making that's related to trans politics and um, performance work based on uh, my transition, but also the events that we've hosted. So like when we hosted Topside, that was all part of this um, project. And that is None of Us Is Yet A Robot. So in honour of that title, the theme of today's podcast is Robots. Robots. So, you know, fucking switches in the heads and stuff. There are, like, so many ways that we could go with this. Um, who's your favourite robot? <laughs> I can't decide, and I've given it quite a lot of thought since yesterday. I really... I, I, was, I like the Transformers quite a lot. I, used to, I think I used to be quite attracted to Hot Rod <laughs> when I was a kid. When he said, you got the touch. <laughs> you got the oh power. Oh my God. Hot Rod. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that, yeah. Um, yeah. That was pretty good. And um, what was the pink one called? She was the girl, obviously. She was the, the only pink. girl one. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck, I didn't even think about the Transformers. I've been thinking about this. I didn't even think about the yeah. Transformers. I was the biggest Transformers Loads fan growing up. robots going on there. Yeah. Then, what's the chick called from Blade Runner? Daryl, is it Daryl Hannah? Daryl Hannah. That's not the name of the robot. That's the name of the person who plays the robot, I think. That's, she's a good robot. Um, We are literally connected to the internet. Like there's a chip in my brain. And I can access all the knowledge of the world. What did you say? It's actually the internet. Yes, she she sent me an email. She's like, I was thinking that we could maybe Skype with a cyborg expert. (laughs) And then... (laughs) I was Who? thinking we'd get a cyborg expert, and got, I thought you know it would be much more fun just to get shit wrong, and that'll annoy people loads more. Um, Did you have a particular cyborg expert in well, mind? That, that was also where I um, where I fell down because um, <laughs> I didn't do the research. So it says here on IMDb that uh, the replicant 
that the, the Arahana play is called Priz. Priz. Do you know I haven't seen it so fucking long. It, it rains quite a lot. That's what I remember. Um, and I'm just going to look for the pink transformer. I had the. Uh, I made a stencil <clears throat> of the Autobot symbol, and I stenciled my first car, and all my mates' cars as well. <laughs> That's how fucking rad we were. What, what was your car? It was a Volkswagen Polo. Oh, which actually nice. was pretty sweet, like now. Yeah. But um, at the time, it was a. Uh, yeah, but those stuff on those really heavy. Was it really heavy? I know this was a Golf, Mark One Golf. It was kind of boxy. I, yeah. lo- I really loved it. Um, I'm on the wiki page for female Autobots. <laughs> <laughs> is it big? <laughs> I think this is like the world of uh, geekery that's not helpful. Um, as opposed to the basic, uh, basic helpful geekery, top level, um, <laughs> top level stuff. This is entry level geekery. See, I was thinking about Crichton from Red Dwarf. Oh, he's a good one. He's a good one. Mm. Um, oh my god, I'm doing so badly here because I'm getting distracted. What about the stuff. Terminator. Terminator's pretty rad. End the Terminator two when. He's all melting oh, and throwing oh, stuff gosh. around. Yeah. I feel like that quite a lot. It's quite moving, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, switches in the brain. Mm. Cyborg parts. All right, yeah. my next question on my list. <gasps> yeah. If you could have a bit of you. Because we say none of... So my, the project is none of us is yet a robot, right? What does it mean? I was going to ask you before. What does it mean? Okay, yeah. so it came from... Um, I thought, well, thank you for asking. You see, this is good. <laughs> You set them up, I'll smash them down. Um, it came from, as a response to all the biological, non-biological terminology that gets thrown around. Sort of pre-trans cis terminology. There was a lot of like, well, are you a biological woman? And I really liked, I think it's in like Julia Serrano's book and stuff, going at people saying, you know, of course I'm biological. We're all biological. Everything... On the planet is biological, right? There are there are no non-biological women, which makes us sound like washing powder. Um, <laughs> and I don't, and I hate it. I hate it as terminology, and it comes up again and again and again. It's still coming up, like yeah. whenever it's you know this fucking Jermaine Greer topics come around or any of those um, debates. It's like oh, you know, biological, non-biological. Yeah. So the statement "none of us is yet a robot" was in response to that. To say, hey, look, we are all non, we are all biological. None of us is yet a robot. Not yet. But actually, then someone said to me that there are now people who would consider themselves robots because they're living with uh, bionic implants. That's mm. why I was thinking about cyborgs. Um, so you know, people who've got limbs prosthetic limbs that are intuitive or there's some dude who's got a thing in his robotics professor who's got a thing in his forearm that opens doors and stuff <laughs> but um because having a hand on the end of his arm isn't good enough yeah exactly. <laughs> that's great but uh yeah if you were going to have a um a cyborg attachment what would it be <laughs> <laughs> what truthfully yeah well you know or, or not i mean just i'm just curious i think well, are, I was, I was going to go down the sex toy route, but I'm not going to bother, because <laughs> it just, I'll just say that, and you, that speaks for itself. Um, it'd be quite cool to be able to turn into a motorbike, wouldn't it? That's aimed quite high. That is 
That is shooting the moon, my friend. Why not? Let's or and then to be able to you know fly into space with like jet jet legs. Fucking hell. We're back to Transformers. Jet here. legs. Basically, can I be a Transformer? Totally. Or like Robocop. But like like a sexy dykey Robocop that isn't a copper. So I'm gonna stop <laughs> trying to do research online. <laughs> I'm trying because I'm finding it really impossible. This is good learning. Like podcast can you, two. Can you look up sexy dykey Robocops? Leave your laptop. Hey, but you know what? It makes me think of that story that Imogen <laughs> Billy told when uh, on the top side. I could fucking call. I could never love one. <laughs> so this was amazing. This was um, Robocop Riddick kind of slash mm. fan fiction. With. Um... What are they called? Oh, I can't remember. It's gone up my name. No, I'm, I'm brain, brain, name, brain. It was incredible. Mm. It was really incredible. It's calm. I forgot it. Don't worry about it. I'll just eat these grapes. Um. Where else does Where else does robots take us? Um. I've got some. What would you have? Bananas. Yeah. Right now, I would have robotic skin. Mm. That. Made my face not a bright red, um, shiny mess like it is. So I think, so there's like nanobot technology, right? Yeah. Which would, lots of little tiny robots that take you apart and reassemble you. Or kind of like, you know, transporters maybe in, uh, in Star Trek or whatever, where you can beam from somewhere <laughs> somewhere else. But that nanobot technology, like I would quite like the ability to kind of alter... How I looked. You're joking. You're transforming. You want to be able to change shape. No. Yeah, look nice. Um, Just for the benefit of the listeners, Emma's face has absolutely lit up at the prospect of this conversation. <laughs> like, it's, it's, she's having a very good time. I mean, that's the... Where do you think that... Um, is, is... Okay, is there a kind of shit analogy between... I love a shit analogy. Go on. Robotics, cyborg, attachments... Medicalization of our body, you know, all all of these futuristic scare things, like oh, you know, or or not even futuristic stuff that's here, like people who have pacemakers mm. fitted, people who have, you know, who are living with um, technology as as part of them, and here we are as people who are altering our systems to mm. suit how our, we feel and our to own twisted agenda our own twisted agenda shh <laughs> of course <laughs> why we're really doing it but um I mean I do quite like that aspect of being trans go on I like the fact that we are appropriating things that were not designed necessarily with our best interests at heart but uh, taking advantage of the side effects of other medicines and other um, other drugs to fucking do I mean this is like this is the future when I was littler than I am now I remember coming to a point and having to have that realization okay it's never gonna happen it is never going to happen. Just get it out of your fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. And then actually, then this like little ray of, of, of hope coming through yeah. of like, okay, oh, maybe there is, maybe there is like, you know, yeah. something that I can do. 
so that's pretty rad to be alive now. I mean, and have that as an option. But who knows what the next... I mean, if anyone actually started trying to figure it out for our benefit rather than just like, you know... I mean, I'm, I'm being disingenuous. I know obviously there are people doing it, but at the moment there's no money in it, so there's not like, you know, mega research going on. Yeah. We were having a little chat earlier about good old, good old NHS healthcare. And, you know, it, I feel a little bit like we're in the garage knocking the robot together ourselves it's <laughs> <laughs> just like just a, like a team of trans women all scratching their heads and just being like is that an arm or what would yeah which is what we fucking <laughs> I mean you know I'm on Facebook earlier on asking the team of trans women questions because I can't get in front of the people who know so in a sense that that is what we're doing yeah I'm waffling now no it's good it's good waffle um another thing that came up with Kate Bornstein last week the th- that element of phases it's a phase I oh, really yeah. like that I yeah. hate to tell you it is a phase yeah but that's okay it'll be a better <laughs> one later phases. yeah you know this is this is mark this is mark one and then there will be mark two and mark three yeah or perhaps a less boy name than mark um yeah I I had a nice realisation at the end of last year where this is just quite a nice little story. I don't know how it was for you, but when I started my transition, you were talking earlier and you were like, I can't do this, this is ridiculous. And then I, I was talking about this just last night where you start and you're like, this, I'll, I'll never be able to pull this off. I just look like a big old bloke. It's like, it's awful. It's such a horrible feeling. And then I fixed this idea in my mind and I was like, two years time. And it's literally like, my hair's going to be down to my shoulders and that long. And I, I counted it by like, making an inch mm-hmm. between my thumb and my forefinger and like, counting it down the side of my face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, that's one, that's two, that's three. And then on such and such, and like, you know, this kind of end point, like, not an end point, but just like a, a place, where, like we can have a breather. Mm-hmm. Like, right, I'm doing this. And in two years time, I'm going to surface and I'm going to see where I am. And it's like, I want to be like, it's going to be like crawling out of the sea onto the beach and just going, oh my God, I've arrived. <laughs> Get me a bounty and a fucking pina colada. And two years has passed and I, I, I sort of stopped and I, t- I sort of took stock of where I was and I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of, I don't know if you've met me, you might disagree, but I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a better woman than I thought I was going to be. And I don't mean like, the way I look but like the bit of the way I look but also mm. the way I relate to people and the way I behave and like loads of the, the self-destructive stuff that I used to have so much invested in that I used to really rely on mm-hmm. you know I'm loads better at that and I've kind of I don't know it's just it's nice just to go oh shit like I've kind of I've surpassed what I thought would be possible mm-hmm. now let's let's have another like another recontextualize and mm. sort of see what's going on do you know what I mean? Totally. And it's, it's good that you've surpassed what you thought was possible and actually that success looks different from what you imagined that it would, yeah. that it would do. Yeah, totally. Um, because the things that, yeah, the things that like, that I'm, that I'm proud of and that I'm happy about are things that I didn't even 
yeah. think we're going to be things. Yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah, yeah. be things. And, you know, for me, I mean, I, I, I feel, I mean, we're so, I feel so lucky. I really do feel lucky. And I think, you know, and I, I, I do think it's important to acknowledge privilege. Yes. Within, within this kind of um, circumstance, because I'm aware of the fact that, you know, for all the, for all the lack, for all the, for all the difficult shit that I have, I have mm-hmm. a lot of privilege. Yep. And part of that privilege comes from confidence that, you know, that I do have a lot of confidence and a lot of belief in, in myself, hence why we're sitting here having the temerity to temerity. record ourselves and, you know, or I invited you in to, you know, record yourself as well and that people might, might listen to it. So all of those things are a privilege. But, um, and then the privilege to have access to uh, hormone treatment and yeah. to that kind of healthcare. <laughs> Because really quickly after I started um, taking the estrogen, it wasn't so much like, oh my God, I've, my body has changed and now I love the way it looks. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the um, torpedo. <laughs> the torpedo, <laughs> the torpedo out the, out the like chest. Like, come on, where's the, you know, cartoon sped we'll up thing? have to rub thing. them apparently. Really? I wish, yeah. It's just quite. It's just, just, just a quick to rub our tits. All right. All right. Okay. We'll um. <laughs> we'll leave that to your imagination. Um. Oh, that was quite nice. I know. I don't want to stop. But it's not so much about that side of things, though. That's all super welcome. Um, but just the absence of feeling, the absence of feeling, shit. And yeah, I never had, you know, my self destruct wasn't that violent it kind of has more mani- more manifested in overworking i think yeah. and the sort of manicness towards that sort of distraction and suddenly yeah. it was like there's all this space in my head because the little bit of me that was constantly looking for a solution to that problem suddenly didn't have to anymore and actually that fucking success has been was really rapidly like cool actually you know what there are goals that I would like to achieve in the way that I look and in the way that the world reads me at a surface level for safety and in mm. terms of things that I would like to do. And I would really like my skin to stop being so shit so I could wear makeup again. That's really nice and stuff like that. But you know what? Even if I look the way I look forever, I feel changed yeah. inside. Yeah, and yeah. that's more important. And I didn't... I don't think I could have... Uh, necessarily put my finger on that beforehand I think you've nailed it there that's yeah it's just like like less less problems and it's like mm. it's I don't think for a second that stuff's going to be easy or I've got this nailed or like mm. I'm setting any kind of standard about how to be it's very personal but it's just like that was a problem for absolutely years and I didn't know what it was mm. and then I was terrified of it and then I acknowledged it and then I was fucking terrified of it and mm. then I did it a bit and more space in the brain now. Yeah. And that's like, actually get on with doing some stuff which is a bit normal, like, you know, trying to earn a living wage, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, looking out for, for other people and not just sort of being in this mad self-indulgent fucking tempest <laughs> but I think that's really important you know you've got to be in that yeah it does take up a lot self-care and self kind of 
it does take up an awful lot of energy and I think that point where you can come out and as you say start looking out for other people that's that's the next maybe that's the next bit it's a next bit because they're just that little bit more space but I mean you've got mm. to look out for you for yourself as well well we just I mean you know sisters isn't it we just look out yeah. for each other anyway as soon mm-hmm. as soon as you start you're just like checking out people and like looking out for them don't you like we have to yeah absolutely what's um what's alive for you right now what's alive what's alive what's in my mind yeah just in general what's mm. what's happening what's what's in what's Ooh. alive what's alive I'm really excited about um well this is pretty cool um I'm excited to get back on with some music because I play in a bunch of bands and it's been kind of, it's been a little quiet with the, the main band is Das Kinsey 4. <sighs> little plug there, <laughs> um, for a little while because um, my brother is uh, was the kind of main drummer for the band and he's been away for a little while and we had a bit of a lineup change and stuff and he's back now so hopefully we'll get back on with that, well we will get back on with that, do some more recordings, maybe do a video, um, that kind of stuff. Um, that's really exciting because I absolutely love playing music. It's like my my favourite. Excuse me, bit of wind. Mm-hmm. You can just chop that's it right. out. we'll edit it out. Chop it out. We'll take it out in a post. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> writing. I've been doing quite a bit of writing, and which is a total struggle because I'm I've got the worst discipline in the world. Um, but yeah, writing more and just. Just trying to chill a little bit, trying to do, like you say, a bit of self-care, reading a lot of stuff and like trying to spend my time a bit differently. Is that, is that what's alive for me? That is what's alive for me. Just, yeah, making stuff mm. is what I'm thinking about. And this, it just, it really ties in with what we've just talked about, I think, like where less of my brain is being taken up with worry and that sort of that struggling kind of fighty impetus that you need to keep yourself going because I can sort of chill out a little bit now. So yeah, just actually enjoying a little bit of space in my head. That's awesome. That's quite nice because it's not very calm in there quite mm. a lot of the time. I don't know if that comes across, but yeah, it's like fucking magic roundabout, like, <laughs> da, 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 da. there's like stuff going on constantly in my brain and it's like, yeah, it, it, it feels a bit calmer. So that's good. But there's loads of... Um, there's loads of shit going on, isn't there? Which just, like, completely escapes me. Now I've got to think about it. I didn't know your brother was your drummer. Yes. That's pretty cool. You know, my brother's a drummer as I well. I did not know that. And we work together too. Do you? What do yeah. you do? Well, you know, he's it. we've um, made Does shows it? together. Really? Oh, yeah. That's precious though, isn't it? And he was like, so he's six years younger than me and is in a band called A Sweet Niche, who are absolutely brilliant and he's been playing with um his main collaborator all since they were 14 yeah um so they've you know their language goes way way back yeah yeah and then i kind of i can't even i can't really put my finger on when we started but i used like i started appropriating his design skills to design <laughs> posters for shows that i was in because he's brilliant um and it was nice to give him a little bit of bit of work and also you know it was nice to 
I don't know. I'm trying to say he was cheap, but I don't, don't actually think we paid him badly. I think we paid him appropriately, if you're listening, kid. <laughs> but um, so we, he kind of started coming in on projects in that way. And then he came in and he did the music for a show that I was doing. And then after that, there, there came a point I was starting this new project, which was going to be this version of Don Quixote, um, which has actually taken up the last four years, really, of, of my life. And just thought, I wonder what it'd be like to start with him in the room, because I know I'm probably going to ask him to do something at some point, but like, let's start out together. And it's been brilliant. And since then, we've worked, I love working with him so much, mm. so much. And he's such a, well, and he's a, he's a guitarist, like, he's not really a drummer. Um, and then we had a thing in Don Quixote where at one point we were going to all do things that we couldn't do to like try, uh, you know, stuff that we wanted to do, we couldn't do. And I really wanted to drum. So we got a really shitty drum kit. And then what we discovered is that someone who can't really drum very well is not very nice to work on stage. So he started drumming in a sort of like, oh, well, it's not your main thing. So maybe that'll be interesting. And then actually what he's done is he's taught himself to be a really shit up drummer. And he now tours like Europe with some bands stepping in for their for their drummer he's got amazing so yeah, there you go we're both drumming with our brothers I love it I love collaborating with him I, my favourite person to play music with is Matt like so it's just, I've just been doing music with him since I was like 14, 15 yeah. that's like you know a long time yeah but it's, you know you just get that kind of I know what you're going to do yeah <laughs> yeah it's really nice he's a good boy he's on the um at the top of the tiny list of uh, cis men that I absolutely love unquestionably. Yeah. Yeah, I think my brother's there too. Yeah. It's I was making a show this time last year called Language, which was about the language around trans stuff and how what we have kind of isn't fit for purpose. And actually it's interesting, like a, a year on, mm. how a lot of the things I was saying in that show have kind of happened or are happening and you know as cisgender becomes more You're part of terminology prophetic. and stuff I was prophetic I just read some <laughs> I read some <laughs> articles online but um I think things are just changing really really rapidly but um but it's still hard isn't it you know I, I find I tie myself in knots and I pause loads because I don't want to offend anyone Ooh. or get it wrong or what's the thing like I had to I was emailing um I've been emailing the arts council today to um raise issues with the way that they have on their new system have a tick box for what gender you are mm -hmm. uh, and their use of are you male or female or trans which doesn't feel no, like one of those it, things is not the same as the other yeah um and so trying to frame an, e an email to, to there trying to point out stuff and they've used trans asterisk mm -hmm. which felt like for a while like that was going to be the thing and then now it feels like that's actually kind of been surpassed mm -hmm. by other things and um kate was talking about that anyway I'm, I'm i'm like this drifting off on a different road there's a lot to talk about isn't there because you and i've basically just been itching to have this chat in oh, some yeah. sort of context or the with the recording equipment or not for quite a long time well this is a good excuse to mm. get in that room well, nice, isn't it? but that show i made with, with um i knew i wanted to have a musician and then for a while I was like, it's got to be a queer musician. And like, I was thinking about kind of who could I use for that and stuff. And then kept coming back to, I just really want to work with Kia. I already want to have him in the room, but I can't because he's a cis man and it's all about that stuff. And then actually it was like, get over yourself, just get him in the room. And I love the statement of when we were doing that show of 
here's all this kind of politics and all these shitty things that would come up. Yeah. And just the statement of having my brother there supporting that, that was, you know, it, mm. get, I felt a lot of strength from him going out and standing on the stage. Is he, what's he, like, is this a huge thing? Like, what's he like about you being like, uh, I'm your sister? He was the best. When I, when I said to him, I'm, he was absolutely the best. He was one of the first people that I told. Yeah, same. And I, not, I didn't tell your brother, I told him. <laughs> that would have been a bit weird. Yeah. But he just had a moment and then he said, well, it doesn't make a difference, does it? And it, for him, because he's, he's a really good feminist. Mm. Um, and I think it, he thought for a moment, but then the question was like, well, if I don't treat women any differently than I treat men, so why am I going to, yeah, oh yeah, no, this is fine. And it was awesome. And then from that point on, like all the way through, and we've been, like the show we've been doing for the last four years, I've changed. Every time we've come back to it, I've been different. We've mm. had to re-edit. Oh my God, I had to get, make him redo all the posters and the name change and redo all the stuff. So he's, you know, he's really had to work for my transition. <laughs> How was your brother when you told him? He was he was really he said something really sweet because I told I told him years ago because I wanted I wanted to transition like I, t- I tried a few years ago and I I told him and then I backed up and I'd, I said you know I was like I can't remember what exactly what I said but something like you know I'm a I'm a girl but really flippantly like you know and he had a think and he was like oh, I love trans women <laughs> they're like they're like they're like big lovely mum they're like big lovely mums. He said. Wow. I said, what are you, ta- <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> big, lovely mums. Big, lovely mums. Yeah, and he goes, yeah. I said, who do, who do you know? Who? What, what? Who are you talking about? I said, you know. I said, no, I don't know. Who? So I don't, you know, when he's got like some, you know, some past association with a, a matronly <laughs> transgender woman that I don't know about. But, it, but he had... Initially, he had quite a lot invested in us being brothers, and mm. that re- that was really hard because that made me feel so sad that I was taking a, you know, I, I was taking away this thing that was so important to him. But when I came back to transition, like when I actually did it, and I was like, "Listen, do you remember when I told you I was a chick, and then I just forgot about it, and you know, I cut my hair off, and you said." you don't look like a 90s goth anymore, you look handsome. And I was like, that's, you know, that's great. Because actually, you know, I'd rather look like a 90s goth than a, mm-hmm. than a, than a handsome skinhead, but that's fine. But anyway, I digress. Once we revisited it and, you know, you know, you give someone that look and they can tell that you're absolutely serious. And yeah. he, same thing, he's just, they just looked at me and he's like, well, you know, we're still, we're still family. Mm. Turned into Grant Mitchell for a second and... But that's the most important thing, and it's like, he's sharp, like, he knows that we're going to have better, better times together if, yeah. if we're being ourselves with each other, and, but we're still, we're still, I mean, he's been away for six months, and I've changed a shit ton over that time, and he's mm. come back, and we're kind of relearning, like, the way we talk to each other is different and stuff, but yeah. that's, it's challenging, but it's like, it's quite fun, actually. Because at the end of the day, all I really want to do with him is listen to White Snake really loudly <laughs> and like take loads of selfies of, our, of ourselves pulling stupid faces while we drink. <laughs> that, you know, so as long as we can still do that, 
Yeah, but that sort of, that sort of thing <laughs> uh, transcends gender, I think. Yeah. It is funny that kind of that, that that brother thing, though, isn't it? You know that how have I got to how have I got to change? I remember Kia saying to me, um, at some point, you've got a new look, you've got a new face. He said, and then I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, no, you've got a when you listen now, there's a face that you do when you're listening. And he said, I really, I really like it. And it was, and it was, and he was right. And then I could like go, oh yeah, I do, and I have it. And you know, because you know, now, now I, uh, I'm a woman. Of course, I listen loads better uh, and <laughs> don't dominate conversations at all and all of those things. Yeah, but it no, didn't take up too much space. And take up too much space. God forbid. God. But um, <laughs> it was very interesting. Like he 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 was right. He was really right. I had a new expression. And That's really was, sweet. Yeah. Mine just said last weekend, you've got a lot more angry. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right, I yeah. have. <laughs> I've got a lot more to be angry about, actually, yeah. pal. But no, that's that's really sweet, isn't it? He said I looked pretty when I saw him at the station. Yeah. It's nice. That goes a long way. Well, you do. You do. Oh, stop it. Should we tell myself? Well... <laughs> Before we do, because this is probably long enough for anyone's uh, ears. As long as they can stand. But, my goodness, well, so much for let's not talk about being trans. But there you go. This is cool. It came around the back door. Um, Is there, so I'm going to try and get this out rapidly. Is there anything coming up that you're involved with that would benefit from a little plug? Um, Um... what am I doing? The only thing I can think of is I know it's International Women's Day on the 5th of March and that there's stuff going on at the Brighton Dome mm-hmm. on the Saturday. Um, I think it's like 10 till 4. Are you involved? I, I will be with my work, yeah, with, um, cool. with, with that, uh, the youth stuff. But uh, in general, that might be quite good. Well, that's a good segue, because I'm also doing things for International Women's Day. What are you doing? I'm performing at Tramfrau, which is on the 12th of March, which is that Saturday. <clears throat> but there's no clash, because it starts at 9pm at Isn't Brighton that's Hall. That's the following Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, so that's on the 12th of March. Yeah, the 12th of March. Oh, so a whole week after. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm doing a... I'm going to do something about invisible women through history, because, you know... There's a lot of them, uh, yeah. <laughs> sadly. Uh, so yeah, perhaps with um, Invisible Ink. So I'm going to be doing that. And then there's other awesome people. Stacey Makishi and Ira Brand are performing, um, So who are both fucking awesome women. So you should Ooh, definitely yeah. come down to that. Okay. Nice. I'm also aware that there's a kink life drawing happening next happening door. next door and <sighs> i don't know there's every chance you might see someone in a gas mask getting sketched yeah so i might just actually it'd be too late by the it'd time be too late because that is actually happening literally next door well, while we're speaking should we just go and have a pint instead let's go and have a pint um thank you so much absolute bloody pleasure um it's been yeah <laughs> it's been really really good and yeah. it's it's taken this as an excuse to um to have this conversation but it's been really worth having thank you um, let's do it again. Let's defo do it again. Sometime soon. Yes, for sure. Bye. Bye.
so that was episode one season one let's see where we go next um, I forgot to ask on air, but my plan is to get each uh, guest, invite each guest to nominate the next topic of conversation. So Maeve has given us the <laughs> the topic, the mythic. So watch out for that next time. Um, you can find some links to uh, some of Maeve's work and our Twitter handles and a few of the uh, things that we mentioned during the conversation in the info. Um, and of course, the pink transformer was rc so apologies to any of you who uh were really um irritated by <laughs> that um moment i should do better robot research next time please do let us know what you thought via twitter or uh comments or however and do share as widely as uh, you feel inclined um that's it for now so wherever you are take care of each other love and respect till next time Goodbye. <laughs>